This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, July 10th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Senate negotiators follow House blueprint. Appropriators target new water rule. Biden, a blank slate for rural voters. Hoven, Senate's ag relief will be in line with House's. A key Republican senator says that the Senate coronavirus aid package is likely to include a similar level of aid to what was in the House-passed HEROES Act at $33 billion. Senator John Hoven, who chairs the Senate Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee, said in an interview for AgriPulse's Washington Week in Review that a big acreage increase is in the mix for the new Soil Health and Income Protection Program, a pilot set-aside program that Senate GOP Whip John Thune inserted into the 2018 Farm Bill. The HEROES Act would authorize expanding ship to 5 million acres. It's now limited to 50,000. Hoven said of ship, one of the things we've got to start figuring out is the supply-demand situation and starting to bring these two into harmony. There's that aspect to it as well as the conservation piece. Of the bottom line, he expects the overall cost of the ag provision to be in the range of 30 to $35 billion, which means there won't be the large increase in commodity credit corporation spending authority that some lawmakers and the American Farm Bureau Federation had been seeking. AFBF wants the CCC spending cap now at $30 billion, raised to $68 billion. Keep this in mind. USDA has an additional $14 billion in CCC authority available starting this month. That thanks to the CARES Act that was enacted in late March. Also take note, Hoven said there could be additional funding for rural broadband expansion in both the new aid package as well as the regular fiscal 2021 spending bill for USDA and FDA. USDA broadens CFAP payment eligibility. USDA added dozens of specialty crops to the $16 billion coronavirus food assistance program and expanded assistance to seven other crops, including apples and potatoes. The National Association of Wheat Growers was unable, however, to persuade USDA to make additional classes of wheat eligible for CFAP. National Association of Wheat Growers CEO Chandler Gould says the group is continuing to work with USDA on that very issue. House Appropriators Move FY21 Agriculture Bill The House Appropriations Committee is sending to the House floor FY21 spending for USDA and FDA, and it includes $990 million in new funding for USDA's ReConnect program, which provides loans and grants for rural broadband projects. The committee approved the bill by voice vote. A manager's amendment that was adopted by the committee would require the National Academy of Sciences to evaluate the latest recommendations of the Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee. The lawmakers want to know how the committee's report tracks with the recommendations from a NAS study about the use of dietary studies. By the way, Senator Hovind says there's no timeline yet for the Senate Appropriations Committee to start its work on FY21 bills. 
Appropriators pushing back on new WOTUS rule. Democrats who control the Appropriations Committee want EPA to address what they say are, quote, technical deficiencies in its navigable waters protection rule. A directive to EPA in that regard is included in the draft report that accompanies the FY21 Interior Environment Spending Bill and the committee will consider today. The NWPR replaced the Obama-era Waters of the U.S. rule, which had expanded the number of areas regulated under the Clean Water Act. EPA's Science Advisory Board told Administrator Andrew Wheeler in February the agency did not explain why, if spring-fed creeks are considered to be jurisdictional, groundwater was excluded from the definition of waters of the U.S. under the new rule. In addition, the scientific advisor said the proposal, quote, excludes irrigation canals from the definition of waters even though biological and chemical contamination of large-scale irrigation canals presents a documented and serious risk to public health and safety. The committee report said the final rule did not address these and other issues raised by the SAB and directed EPA to deal with them in a report within 30 days of the funding bill's enactment. It also calls on the agency to fund a National Academy of Sciences report on the final rule's impacts on the nation's waters. That's not all. Additional report language directs EPA to let the committee know within 60 days about, quote, its plans to reduce exposure to chlorpyrifos in children and to provide a report in 180 days with information on the nexus between pesticide use climate change mitigation and adaptation. Lighthizer, WTO, a turning point. U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer said the U.S. will support a nominee to lead the World Trade Organization only if they see the need for, quote, real reform of the global trade body. Speaking on a webinar yesterday organized by London think tank Chatham House, America's top trade officials said the current structure of the WTO has turned trade agreements on its head, taking a negotiated forum and turning it into a litigation forum. As the WTO considers its new leader, Lighthizer said the organization is, quote, clearly at a turning point. I think we'll end up with an organization that does something helpful, but whether it be the WTO or something like it, who knows? Rural Wisconsin voters. Biden a blank slate. More than half of the members of a focus group of rural and suburban Wisconsin voters who voted for Barack Obama in 2012 and then Donald Trump in 2016 say Trump would be better for rural America over former Vice President Joe Biden. Jeff Link co-founder of Focus on Rural America, which is working to elect Democrats, says the voters also viewed Biden as a, quote, blank slate. Trump basically is hanging on to these people for the moment because they are giving him the benefit of the doubt, Link says. I think once they learn more about Joe Biden, I think that could change. The focus group was conducted from June 29th to July 1st and consisted of 20 people divided into four sets of men and women. Dry Spring aids Lake Erie. 
a drier-than-usual spring will result in a relatively moderate harmful algal bloom this summer in western Lake Erie because fewer nutrients will flow into the lake. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration is predicting this year's bloom is expected to measure 4.5 on the severity index, lower than last year's measurement of 7.3, according to NOAA. The largest bloom at 10.5 was in 2015, and agencies in the U.S. and Canada have set a goal of three, which last occurred in 2012. By the way, the Interior Environment Spending Bill that the House Appropriations Committee is debating today would allocate $6 million to study the adverse health effects of algal blooms and cyanobacteria toxins and develop ways to predict algal blooms early enough in the year to take action. Here's today's She Said It. Farm and garden stores have sold out of everything you can imagine, from seedlings to potatoes. People are in their backyards planting gardens. I can't think of a better silver lining to a really horrible time. That representative, Shelley Pingree of Maine. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, July 10th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley. 